This is the weekly sales meeting for July 9th, 2023. My name is Chris Fleming. You can reach me at chris at cdmediaconsulting.com or go to our website at cdmediaconsulting.com. Today's topic, you can charge a premium for original ideas. Products high in perceived value maintain their cost structure and profitability in both good times and bad. Meanwhile, commodities fluctuate with the market. Such is the nature of supply and demand pricing. Products with high perceived value, Rolex, Mercedes, Louis XIII, rarely have sales, if ever. They don't need to, as the prestige that comes with the item carries a weight unto itself, while the rest of the marketplace fights for the middle of the road. The high end remains strong and profitable, and the road is smooth as glass. It may not be as abundant as it was five years ago, but the road has fewer competitors on it also. The perceived nature of superiority helps those brands compete in good times and bad. But the price is never the concern. Those who are shopping in that arena can afford it. There is not going to be a debate over the clientele. This is something we have to decide. Are we going to be a product of value or a product of high value? If the answer is the latter, and it should be, we have to back that up by making our offerings uncommon. We have to create points of differentiation that will make us stand out from the crowded field. If we act like everyone else, we will get pushed into the middle of the road where nothing is unique. At that point, we are all the same, so we are all treated the same, as interchangeable parts of the same conversation. It will be almost impossible to break out of the middle of the pack when that happens. And if we don't find ways to differentiate ourselves, no one is going to create a path forward for us. Everything will be reduced to the lowest common denominator for those wishing to buy it. And unfortunately, in mine and most lines of work, that becomes the price of goods and services. Notice we did not discuss the price with Rolex, Mercedes, or Louis XIII. Your well-trained brain made that leap. You assigned value to it immediately and without hesitation. You made a value judgment about whether you were in that class of customer. If you decided you were, good for you. That took a split second. If you decided you wanted to be, you took a stroll down Fantasyland Lane. You imagined yourself in that class of consumer. If you decided you were not, that also took a split second. You chose to stay in your lane, which is also admirable. Those same conversations take place in the hearts and minds of our customers. They choose their lane. Those who believe they should have the best and are willing to declare themselves as part of that circle become the profile of the ideal customer. They recognize the quality of a product and offer and wouldn't settle for anything less. Those that perceive that status to be beyond their reach aspire to be in that position one day. They will stretch, scratch, and claw to get there. When given the opportunity to play with the big boys, they will do it to say they did. Those that never think about that position will glance at it and then never consider it a possibility. Any further conversation about that level would be wasted thought and breath. The status quo is fine with this group. And once people resign themselves to be average, no amount of words or roadmaps is going to change that internal programming. The same is true in the sales department. Our product is in one of the three buckets we discussed. We are a prestige product worth its full value, or we are a desired product to aspire to and still worth value, or we are a middle-of-the-road product where we resign ourselves to settle for it. 
On the top end, Group 1 and 2 know they are prestige products, and the pricing of these is a reflection of real premium value. On the bottom end, we are like everyone else, so everything is equal. It's a commodity. And in the commoditization game, the price is the only tool. In the prestige game, the value proposition is what holds the price. In the commodity game, the price can be challenged at every step. The winner is the one who negotiates the middle of the road down to the lowest number. Part of what we fight in this play of people is perception, and the perception of value is based on individual preferences, not any kind of fact or deliverable. In advertising sales, it is seen as gambling. It is not viewed as a science of communicating ways to solve consumer problems, and mass media advertising is seen as even more of a gamble. It is because of Philadelphia retailer John Wanamaker. He is long attributed with the phrase, half of my advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Because of that iconic phrase, there is an entire swath of the population that believes that there is waste in it. Because there is waste in it, it is overpriced, and it cannot possibly have value. Those that sell advertising buy into the same myth. They don't stand up for it. There's also a lack of understanding of what it does and what it can do. Add all of that together, and you have the makings of the tragedy of commoditization. When goods and services are perceived to have high value, they are often assigned a high price. The human brain assigns those values. It is automatic. As with the previous product examples, those are the ones we hold in high esteem. Everything else falling beneath the high brand stature can be negotiated. And when your product falls into the vat of commoditization, good luck trying to create value out of it. Prestige will allow you to dictate value. Commodities will have you negotiated into submission. Do it long enough this way, and you will start to believe that you hold no power of pricing in the sales process. The customer holds all the power. How can we change the perception of name assignments in the commodity trap? We have to find something of value and hold on to it. Where is that value? What about the purpose assigned to our product? It is only when solving a problem or creating an opportunity does our value increase. We will remain in the middle of the road until we change where the road is heading. When we map out a different path based on the opportunity provided or created. Why then are we not trying to do that with every ask? Why aren't we trying to do that on every call? To get out of the tragedy of commoditization, work to assign your own value. Do so by solving a customer problem. Assign that its name. Once uncovered, everything you do or say should be about that particular problem. It should never be about your product. If you are selling beds and the customer is sleep deprived, you are no longer selling beds. You are selling a sleep through the night, good night's sleep. If you are selling cars and the customer has a 40-mile commute, you are no longer selling cars. You are selling a safe, reliable, and efficient job attendance to get paid mechanism. And if you are selling advertising, you are not selling commercials, but access to the wallets who are in need of whatever your prospect is selling to solve a customer problem. Follow the logic? This change in assignment will increase the level of value assigned to your offers. The focus won't be on John Wanamaker's 50% loss. It will be on the available opportunity with those that have a problem we can solve. Part of changing the perception of value of our product is working on changing the perception others have of us. Are we the best we can be? Do we spend extra time learning about what we do and improving how we do it? Do we work on our skills so we can be better communicators and break through the clutter and noise more often? 
I know you do, as we are spending this time together to improve our craft and hone our skills. But for the vast majority who do not engage in getting better, I need to ask, why not? They are middle of the road in our first example. Content with commodities. We should work hard to get our prospects and customers' attention. It is our responsibility to get better. In doing so, we will be helping more of our clients be better. Tobias Forge is the lead singer for the band Ghost. He says once you get people's attention, you have a greater responsibility to tell them something of value. And when we lead with something of value, it looks 10 times more attractive. With that change in perception, the price will reflect it. There is a reason more than half of all sales transactions are reduced to price negotiations. Reason number one through nine all have to do with the skills of the seller. Top performers never take the pricing bait. Even those who aspire to be at the top won't do it. Do you know who does? the middle of the road. They have resigned themselves to have only top-of-the-funnel conversations. These are centered around pricing, not value. Instead of establishing the value proposition for what we sell, we are in a rush to talk. We should value what we represent, and ourselves. We should avoid taking the bait on pricing inquiries and comparisons. We put our shopper's hat on and think we are supposed to snap to when a prospect hits us with pricing. We should keep our selling hat on and remain entrenched in the value lane. And because they went fishing and caught us, we continue to act like a fish. As long as we stay on the line, we have a chance to get in the boat. It is backwards. We have to remember the function of what we sell. First, we should be the ones doing the fishing. We should not take the customer's bait, but have our own well-thought-out bait plan to catch the customer. It should start with positioning. We should have a plan to solve a customer problem. The creation of opportunity gives us natural leverage in the conversation. We will go from being like everyone else to standing alone at the top of the product food chain. We will have an offer to solve a problem, create an opportunity, help the customer advance, and make them the big hero. What is the price of all that, after all? If we are not solving a problem or creating an opportunity, the negotiating power in the conversation shifts from the seller to the buyer. Your prospect has the upper hand. Your value proposition is diminished. The converse is also true, as illustrated. Chris Voss is a former FBI hostage negotiator. He became a best-selling author and corporate negotiation trainer. Chris says the most dangerous negotiation is the one you don't know you're in. When we start out without the leverage of having something the customer wants, we have fallen into this trap. When we are perceived as a commodity, the negotiation has already begun. We are unaware it has started. The customer began without us and didn't even tell us the rules of the game. A price was assigned to our forehead and we have no idea what it is. It is like playing a card game of Riverboat Showdown or whatever name you want to call it. Everyone has their cards stuck to their forehead. You can't even see what it is for you, but the customer is hiding theirs. Mr. Voss also said about negotiation, Negotiation is often described as the art of letting the other side have your way. You have to give the other side a chance to put stuff on the table voluntarily. When you are on equal footing or even when you are on the upside of the negotiation, this is much easier. Analyze the problem you solve. Make that your lead. Stay out of the pricing commodity trap. When you lead with original thoughts and ideas, these become the gold standard. These are the premium, can't-live-without necessities the customer must have. When you lead with the price, you are like everyone else and will be treated like everyone else. When you want to run in your own lane, where the view is pristine, the price is secondary. Be bold and lead with ideas. Ideas sell. 
Ideas show vision. Ideas show you have a vested interest in seeing your customer succeed. You are not there to make the sale, but to make a customer for life. You want to be the trusted advisor, the partner. You want to get yourself a seat at the table for the strategy conversations. This can happen when you use that gray matter between your ears to come up with original plans and ideas that cannot be bought around. Premium products carry with them their own assigned value. To be perceived as a premium, you need to position yourself and your offering as a must-have or can't live without. If you want to do this, put your thinking cap on and plan to have an original idea that only you have. Sure, this is a bit harder than driving in the center lane with everyone else, but it is also a way to forge your own path, to drive on your own road devoid of competitors and potholes. When your original ideas come with you, you will watch your ability to dictate the terms of the agreement increase. You can charge a premium for original ideas. You will avoid playing the game called the commoditization tragedy. You can leave that for everyone else. While you drive your Mercedes, you will be wearing your brand new Rolex. That is, after you've picked up the bottle of Louis Thirteenth for the evening's nightcap. My new book, 52 Weekly Sales Meetings, is now available from Amazon.com. If you like what you have heard here today, please consider ordering a copy or two. You can always send one to a friend. Go to cdmediaconsulting.com right now and follow the instructions to order.